You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, good morning, church family. I'm glad you've tuned into the Missions Podcast this morning. It's Brick here, and I am so excited that this Friday I have the chance to be on call with the executive director of Hope Clinic, Karen Sims. So, Karen, thanks for being on the podcast this morning. Thank you. Um, church family, it, this is um, a very special podcast for me um, in the sense that I love having the chance to hear more about Hope Clinic and what the Lord's doing through them. But also um, with this upcoming Sunday, we're celebrating Mother's Day. And I just really think it's neat uh, to have the chance to um, celebrate the ministry of Hope Clinic as they minister to young women that are making the choice of um, whether to, to be a mother. Uh, and um, those are some very weighty decisions. And so, Karen, just as we start off, I want to thank you for your leadership in uh, Hope Clinic and really doing the good, good work of having conversations with with women um, about uh, their their pregnancies and really choosing life and so many more things. I, I know that, like— <clears throat> You minister to someone, you think you're ministering just to one area, but really you're talking about hope and joy and, and their life circumstances. So mm-hmm. thank you for what you do. Um, we are so grateful for it. Karen, as we begin, do you mind just sharing real quick, especially in light of COVID-19, how that has changed your guys' schedules and, and what's that, you know, what does serving uh, look like to you guys in this season? Well, um, I know from the from the very beginning, um, our determination was to stay the course. Mm-hmm. Um, that we are an essential service. Um, you know, we've had to make some adjustments and some changes. Um, but you know, the word is clear that what was intended for evil, um, that God intends for good. And so there are so many mm-hmm. things that have come out of it that would not have come out of it if it if it was not the circumstances that we're in. And um, and so it, that is the blessing for us knowing that we're continuing to move forward and to serve as we always have. Nothing has stopped. There might have been a period or a couple of days where things changed, but we were always making appointments. Um, as I stated, you know, being an essential service, staying the course, we have not stopped providing service. We know that, um, you know, those that provide abortions are not stopping their services. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're finding during these times, and we've seen this historically from other crisis times, you know, 9-11 and Katrina and recession and, and many others, that abortion numbers go up. Um, and during these times, there is a difference in that there's, um, there is now the earlier abortion pills that were not always set in place in some of those other crisis times. And so girls are seeking abortions much earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other side of that, or the same side, but also more intently, is self-managed abortions where young girls are getting online and purchasing the pills online illegally and then through means of which they really are not aware of who they're purchasing these things from. So 
Um, you know, we are, we are probably more in the front lines now than we ever were. Um, uh-huh. And so, um, like I said, we've kind of, we have changed things. We, we don't have our volunteers coming in. So only the staff are seeing our clients. Mm-hmm. All the safety protocol measures are in place according to CDC guidelines. No decisions are made on um, my own at all. It is between uh, me and our medical director, Dr. Bailey, and Stephanie, mm-hmm. um, as well as who's our clinic manager and our board of directors, um, making sure that we're providing a safe place for our clients as well as our staff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Karen, um, you know, just, just so that, um, our church family can be well mobilized to, Mm -hmm. uh, reference someone to hope, hope clinic or anything like that. What does, you know, what does an appointment look like? Is there any change Mm -hmm. from kind of your regular system? Um, and if, if one of our church members would want to, to refer someone, how could they do that? Well, well, um, they can call us on the phone. It's really kind of normal in that sense, or they can mm-hmm. um, email us, or they can get on our website at, at hopeclinicms.com, um, and they can chat through um, Google Voice or through um, texting. And so that's that's how they can do that, which they've always done that. Um, but we do um, schedule all appointments, so we don't do walk-ins currently. Um, we're only allowing the client to come in very similar to most clinics. Uh-huh. Um, and we do the very first part of our discussions and gathering information um, of their pregnancy and their history and their pregnancy choices and thoughts mm-hmm. all on the phone. And so that's been the biggest change for us because one of our policies was not to provide counseling on the phone, mm-hmm. but to bring them in. Um, but we have found that in doing this, we're opening up a conversation where we're listening more to them, not necessarily get into deep counseling sessions unless they kind of choose to go there, uh-huh. um, but to be that that um, that that open, that ear that listens to them and helps them to expose the fears and the concerns that they have. And when they've been heard, then I think they're even more ready when they come in to talk even more. Uh, Y'all probably have experienced this too. We've worked harder more than ever. We're we're not seeing as many people, but I feel like that we've been drained, but at the same time, it's been teachable. So it's been a a really an enlightening time for me to learn things that I've never done before. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and so absolutely. we've actually spent more time with these young ladies. And we thought before when they were coming to us that we saw them, you know, anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half if they were at risk for abortion or other situations. We're spending even more time with them on the phone and when they come in. So emotionally it has been draining, um, but spiritually it's been encouraging because, um, mm. you know, we've had um, we recently, like last week, we had a young girl accept Christ. We had two girls that, wow. that came in that changed their minds about abortion. Uh-huh. Um, one who just saw that baby, and, you know, in the, in the ultrasound and heard the heartbeat and didn't realize that there's movement in eight weeks of gestation and a pregnancy and changed her mind. Another girl that was able to really come to terms with the lack of support from the father, but that she has a great amount of support from her family and friends and mm-hmm. her being able to really see that and have trust in that as well as the Lord, um, gave her encouragement and changed her mind about abortion. And so, you know, lives are being saved and, um, and in in a lot of these circumstances, um, and we feel honored and privileged to be a part of that. Yes. Praise the Lord. That is, I mean, that's, that's something to rejoice in. Um, and 
wow, what you, you said lives are being saved. And really it's kind of, I mean, there's kind of a double meaning to that, right? Cause you're mm-hmm. talking about these, these unborn children that are, are really have a pathway ahead of them of, of life. And then there's really a deeper spiritual one where you shared the story of, you know, that young woman who really gave her life to the Lord and that's, you know, finding life. Um, and so, wow. God is good. I, I'm just, I praise the Lord that he is very much at work in in all of us, in his people, in the midst of, you know, even as the world seems to be falling apart, he is still That's at right. work. So, man, thank, and, thank you so, so much for sharing yeah. that testimony. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, Karen, before we end, I, I mm-hmm. really, really think it's important for uh, us to know how we can be supporting, praying, um, interceding on behalf of, of you guys, of Hope Clinic? Um, how can we be doing that? Well, like you mentioned um, earlier in our, our prayer time before we came on, you know, being a generous supporter, and I don't just mean financially because the Lord yeah. has blessed us and, and we have no worries in that area. Um, although we do, you know, think about future fundraisers and, and the baby bottle and the walk and things that we're, we haven't been able to do. And there mm-hmm. there has been some loss, but, but you know, the Lord has protected us and, and our focus has been on him. You know, and his mm-hmm. word says to keep our mind on him and having that perfect peace and not to focus on the problem. And so, um, you know, supporting us, being a generous supporter through prayer, that earnest prayer um, for the staff, because, you know, staff as well, we're all dealing with our own personal home yeah. situations. We're, we're not only struggling at work sometimes, but also at home and just praying for um, the staff, the, the sweet staff that serve there with a heart of gold mm-hmm. and just their compassion to want to be there for these young ladies. And sometimes they take those problems in and, and there have been tears and there's been times of frustration and just, you know, just their own uncertainties about, about what's going on. And so praying for the staff is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, praying for our clients that we continue to be able to speak truth into them because they're wanting something that we cannot offer. You know, we can't offer them abortion. We can't offer them where to even go for an abortion. And so it's hard. Their ears, um, are not as open during these times, but then there have been others that their ears have been. And so continuing to pray for them, um, to pray for our connections that we still do. We do a curbside connections program, giving Mm. our baby, giving out our um, diapers and our wipes. Mm -hmm. Um, we had a tremendous support and outpouring of donations. And so we're not really in need of that right now. Mm. Um, we're still living on some of the donations, even from Carterville when y'all made the, um, the bags, I think it was your church that made us the the new mom Mm -hmm. bags. So we're doing well in that area. So, you know, just praying, um, that we have the right words to say for those that are, um, are seeking, um, you know, seeking their own fears and and giving into them and that we can, we can give them truth and love. Yeah. Great. Well, Karen, um, thank you so much. Thank you for, for coming on the podcast, for being willing to, uh, to, to phone in and tell us and celebrate how the Lord's working. Um, he's really good. Thanks. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Well, uh, church family, as you guys go out today, 
um, I really do hope and pray that you, that you guys will take a moment to stop and um, really consider how the Lord is calling you to be a generous supporter of our partner, Hope Clinic. They are ministering to a very um, unique demographic, to, to women who are in need, who need hope. And so we want to be good partners to them. Um, again, as and think about this, as you celebrate Mother's Day, um, I, I'm so thankful for all of the mothers uh, that have really committed to a long, hard journey, but one that is so life-giving. Um, and so we admire all of the mothers that take care of their children, that raise them up to follow the Lord. Um, and, I'm, and I hope that you will pray for the young women that are making those decisions at Hope Clinic. Um, so you've been commissioned on how to pray and how to, how to support, and I hope that you'll do that well. 